0: All right, construction champions, it's your host, Ron Nussbaum, and we're here on the Construction Champions Podcast, where we're blowing the roof off of what does it mean to be in the construction industry. Every week we get to other. we talk with leaders, we talk with disruptors within the construction industry, and today, it's just like every other day here. We're joined with Chris. I'm super excited to have you on the show today
1: appreciate it Rob hey it's uh, it's a pleasure man
0: awesome well hey Chris why don't you tell all the construction champions out there a little bit about yourself
1: sure yeah so I started in uh in the construction industry 10 years ago and I was in the facilities maintenance space we uh, we did remodels new construction all types of stuff for uh retail stores across the US so worked my way up cut my teeth uh doing doing all sorts of things project management project coordination. And uh really started being in the in-person development scene here in Atlanta, Georgia in commercial uh, demolition and environmental so a lot of people like to see things getting blown up and uh, that's that's we showed it on we showed it in person and on social media so uh, met a bunch of people in that space from the real estate side, municipality side uh, and for all the mid-sized to large contractors in the area, uh, many of which are regional national but I saw the construction side, the real estate side, and all the associations and seminars and conferences that were in between. And then we went ahead and created uh, the Triple C, the Contractors, Closers, and Connections in 2019, about five years ago now. And essentially what I do is I'm the president and founder. We have 10 national chapters now, uh, Atlanta being the first. And we bring professionals together in five primary verticals of development, management, brokerage investment and construction so we're the perfect uh balanced organization with construction and real estate all in one forum I love it and I love what you guys are
0: doing there you guys put on fabulous events it's one of the reasons I'm super excited to talk today so thank I'm you going to, I'm gonna dive right into it and I'm gonna ask you the million dollar question and that is what makes a construction champion
1: yeah you know, and uh, I know you'd asked me that question before. I had some time to think on it. and you know what i what I was thinking is that a construction uh, champion is is really somebody who comes to the table with uh, the right intentions, you know, to be a good human being and uh, it, it really that if somebody had to pin down, it's almost an intangible, but it's not. you know so within the CCC, uh, that's what I believe sets us apart is passion. Uh, knowledge, experience, all that sort of stuff—it's combined into one. And I don't care if somebody's an introvert or extrovert, or whatever society has labeled them, or what they label themselves. It—it it becomes uh, evident when somebody's very passionate about their projects and their work. And uh, in my forum, in my day to day, when we're hosting these these events, these large-scale forums where we're bringing individuals together of respective verticals and uh, trades and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, it's just very evident when somebody wants to talk and lend value and educate uh, upon their subject matter, whether it's real estate development or what folks should be investing in or uh, what goes on in the day to day of a property management professional, you know, and there's so much to learn, uh, really, a, bi- a big part of our organization is brokerages, you know, and not just from leasing aspects, but from tenant representation, from landlord representation, capital markets and investment sales. We, we pretty much fill the gamut, uh, of those respective positions, but not only that, uh, the asset types from industrial mixed use, healthcare, hospitality, senior living, petroleum. It's really a testament to our, our leadership team, uh, here in the Atlanta area and other chapters. There are founders of chapters that are from, uh, the contracting space that are from the design space. And, uh, like you had said before, it can, it can come from, a uh, you know, multiple places, but we all have to be in alignment so that we can help each other get, get deals done. I
0: love that. And so what I'm hearing there is what you're telling me is contractors can network.
1: They can, but you got to ask the right questions, you know, and I, it's funny. I think the, I want to say the uh, you know, the engineers and the architects, I know you said we're going to rip off the Band-Aid today, but <laughs> those individuals are, are are funny. You have to kind of peel them back like a, like an onion sometimes, but you know, I've, I've learned to ask the right questions and get to the, the meat and potatoes really quickly with them. I, and in our forum, we're not membership-based. reason we did that is because if somebody's non-value add and they're not willing to reciprocate and be of the giving servant leader nature, we really don't need them at CCC. And they're not doing themselves good. They're not doing anybody else good. If they're just coming and saying, give me, give me, give me these leads and opportunities, it's best to say, look, we're an architect, we just did a feasibility study for a hospitality group looking to come into the Atlanta MSA, and they ask us, we understand you guys are a commercial real estate and development centric forum, how can we get a developer on this particular site, you know, for for the 150 keys or whatever it is of a, um, you know, three, four star hotel, if they give us that sort of a curated uh, question, we can really help. But if you're coming to the table, otherwise, not so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, you take a a bunch of different, so you take real estate, engineers, contractors, and you bring them all in a group and you facilitate that conversation between groups that typically, I mean, to just put it lightly, don't get along very well most of the time. They don't have a whole lot of good to say about each other. So that's awesome. And I, I love how you talk about it. It's that passion that gets that going. It's when somebody brings passion to the table.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's it's a large problem, you know, and it's it's not it's not even their personal fault, you know, because the United States and our industries in in general always had a contractor organization. That's where you go. It just sort of made sense in a conceptual way, but when you really think about it, it doesn't because these individuals all have an input that's valuable, and you know, uh, architecture they have their own association and they have value in some respects that they provide continued education and this, that, and the other really CCC is a boiled down and a funneled uh, sort of place where people just come to talk business. You know, it's not about who had the most energy efficient building this year, who was the you know most popular person that got voted on the stage. That's, that's not what we're about. You know, we want everybody to win. And uh, you know, if I get leads all the time, very interesting inquiries of building factories and expansions and uh, all sorts of folks moving from place to place and it might come from a painter you know it could come from uh, the other one of a restaurant the other day in Atlanta came from a low voltage subcontractor and he said well this restaurant owner it's not his first run but with the way that the banks are right now uh, lending is difficult especially in, uh, in restaurants and things like that. Um, so they came to us to say, how can we help this owner so that we can finish our jobs and get this thing funded? And so we reached out to a bunch of our uh, private capital sources and were able to get millions of dollars put into that deal. And everybody was happy and everybody was able to finish their work and bring a new business to the community. So truly figuring out a way spectrum, for, yeah, yeah.
0: for a people, everybody to work together and come together To create a win for that client. It's not necessarily, you know, it's a win for that electrician, but it's really a win for that restaurant owner that now can get that project finished up, which then that contractor can continue doing their work. Get paid so they can pay their employees they can continue to put food on the table you're creating an environment where people can
1: work together like that and to me that's absolutely amazing yeah we feel good about it you know it happens on a regular basis um we were just on a conference with new york one of our new chapters and there were some testimonial stories that were uh quite powerful just people that uh typically you would say all right well you're in hotel development is that how we can best serve you is show you more sites in hotels or find equity partners or better debt placements. And they said, no, actually something completely, uh, completely different. We want a 1031 exchange where we need to roll uh, an investment into a value add investment sale, retail strip center. We need the best retail team in Atlanta quick pronto. And we did that. And within one week uh, they found themselves a deal and were able to gain the tax benefits out of, out of that deal. So, I mean, there's just, uh, can't even count the number of uh, you know things that we do. and we're also uh, connecting instantaneously ch- chapters with one another because deals, money, a lot of these opportunities transcend state lines. That's just an arbitrary border. It's really how far are you willing to travel or you know we can have uh, investors domestically or internationally come into some of these projects, you know as long as the numbers shake out right. So um, those conversations can go on day after day
0: yeah it's it's truly the rooms you're in we talk about that a lot on on construction champions here because i think being in the construction industry a lot of times we feel like those rooms aren't built for us but they are and we should be there because that's how you get involved in these deals and makes shit happen
1: yeah yeah i mean it's really uh and i did that you know i'm a testimonial to that when i was in the demolition business then in the general contracting business uh, I was one of the only ones that cared to jump into the brokerage forums because it was so interesting to me. They Each one of these uh, brokers and agents had their own complete book of business that might pertain to specialties and medical, industrial, whatever it have you, and um, understanding that they were always in the middle of something. If you just keep yourself in front of them and say, we want to just be a resource on budgeting and schedules and all these important things so you could submit. could your investors and stakeholders and banks and all these sorts of entities uh at that stage of the game you know uh, it's very important and and yeah again it's the industry is segmented people i would i would encourage um if you were a roofer or you were um somebody who has electric vehicle charging stations or something like that uh just just immerse yourself and be uncomfortable and jump in as many real estate centric groups as possible because because they're going to notice you and they're going to keep your cards and keep you part of their preferred vendor programs, you know? And a lot of times it's just not being done. They're going to other construction forums and it's it's more of a secondary tertiary type connection if one is made and it makes your life a lot more difficult.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's been my experience with networking before is like what you said, like they're out looking for this. They want those connections. Uh, we just yeah. had Corton on here a couple episodes ago. He's built a restoration company. He'll do a million and a half dollars this year off of just refers. No marketing, just going out and building relationships, which is what you're talking about doing and being proactive about it instead of being reactive. So you've been in the middle of this. You came out of that box. Now you watch guys do this at a high level. What, what are the things that, the, the construction champions out there can go do to help them be better at this or to just yeah, be comfortable
1: faster. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, uh, exactly what I was going to hit on next is, is social media, man. You know, I mean, you do a good job with that, getting the message out, got to be consistent. has got to be appealing, uh, exciting, you know, showcase their work, um, projects and clients and that sort of stuff. And, and really, you have to make it just as important as a homework assignment that you would do like going to the gym, right? It's a, it's a discipline. And so we coach our chapters to uh, actually go in, build your personal brand, especially on LinkedIn, because you sort of know who you're targeting. You can, you can filter by we want professionals in Atlanta that are in real estate and construction, whatever you're going after architects and, um, Build that base because LinkedIn will allow for approximately 100 connections per week on your personal, 400 per month, uh, even more, uh, 250 on your company page. So if you're building your personal on your company page, you're putting out good content and you're gaining followers, um, that's just the easiest way to stay in front of people. You can't be a thousand places at once, but if you have a strong brand, uh, like you said, the referral network and every all the business comes to you, they'll, they'll start to know you as an authority figure and somebody who really knows framing or knows concrete or, or something like that. So um gotta build a brand. So with building a brand,
0: you not only build a brand, then you built an environment for that brand. So not you guys aren't in every city out there. What what are the what are the construction champions that aren't where your programs at, how do what did they go do? What, what would you recommend? or what did you do, I guess would be the best question. Cause you did it and then you built what
1: you needed. Right. I mean, so I think it's important just to, you got to find people who are like-minded and your passion. It all sort of goes back to that. Who is number one. Re- so I usually when I make an introduction. I go with a three-pronged process. It's what do they do? right? Who are we targeting? Are they in real estate, construction, whatever? What is their position at the company? If they're in real estate, are they a development manager? Are they acquisitions professional? What do they do? Part three, the most exciting part that I filter through their personalities, right? Do they have the right energy? Are they going to get along with each other if we make this introduction? You know, so I go through that process. I think that's important to curate that, to, to make a short list is what I call it, you know, and, and you asked what to do first. It would be wherever you've built those relationships, whether it's previously over time or new relationships that you're going to with particular forums. I would search for you know real estate, construction, architecture, um, municipality sort of meetings that are going on in your local city. Go out to them, you know, build the relationships and bird dog people from that. Build a, a database, and then if you feel like those people are advantageous to your future business invite them to your own mixer, right? Or, you know, tell them, Hey, there's another great mixer in town going on. Perhaps you would find value in coming along with me uh, and meeting these people, you know, so you gotta be a leader. You know, you can't just um, always just tag on the coattails of others. I mean, and not everybody's built that way, but again, I think the most simple thing uh, that you could do is just go to other things that are already established and really try to meet some interesting decision-makers and, be active about uh, the outreach process on LinkedIn, even if it's, again, it's much like working out, you know, even if you put a 15 minute reminder in and you search through those folks who have now become your connections on LinkedIn, uh, you know, you reach out to enough of them. It's just a numbers game where people are going to hear you out and find value in what you do. And some of them may have active projects that need you right now, or they're projects that are coming into the pipe and uh, relationships are always falling down and people are changing within these organizations. So you can't just make that overgeneralization like, oh, we've, we've dealt with them before. We know everybody there and this relationship is not going to work because of X reason, you know, and and my counterparts at previous positions used to say that you can't generalize. You always got to keep in front of people, stay top of mind.
0: I love it, man. It's amazing. And you're, I mean, you're a master networker. I mean, at the end of the day, that that's what you are. In your intention, when you laid out the three, like the intention, when you connect somebody all the way down to the personality, like you truly want to set people up for a win. And I think like, that's how we should be looking at this. Like we get out there and how are we helping others win? Because like you said, you never know when something's going to go sideways on a project or somebody's going to need your help. I think as, as an industry, if we were, more willing to just be a sounding board. Like, like when I was out in the daily grind, especially in sales, like I, I would meet with real estate agents. I'd spend time and guys would say, why are you wasting your time out there? There's nothing that comes from that. And I'm like, well, you might think that right now, but like, I'm a sounding board here. Like they're, they're gathering the data. I'm becoming such a trusted advisor that when the time comes, they're they're not going to do business with anybody else because I was willing to be there, build those relationships, and it pays tenfold. I've seen it happen so many times, not just personally, but for others, that then year after year after year, once that, well, it's not ripping the Band-Aid off, but once you finally get that reputation and you get in there, it just flows. And then they introduce you to everybody they know.
1: Yeah. And I agree with that. Two parts of that. You know, when I was first starting out uh, my competition, a lot of times didn't want to show up to the job site. And, you know, I I was dressed, you know, nicely. I showed up. I was there and uh, answered any questions. We gave them a prompt bid and uh, they could always count on you. And why would they want to go anywhere else? And uh, the second thing is. um, I forget. (laughs) no it's all good
0: but that's like what you just said about having that prompt bid you know and then when they're dealing with their customers they're going to be like hey you should do business with chris like i know chris like i don't know your guy or i don't know these you know we had to get three bids they might be lower or higher you might be the highest bid but that relationship you built is what's going to lead to having that impression with that customer
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. It was about the, um, you know, ability to ask for help. You know, and uh, I remember this was seven years ago, and I really saw the value of why I was doing all this. Like you said, why, why are you know people would question you? Why, why are you meeting with all these people, spending all this time and resources? And it all came down to one moment, and I had to be ready for that. And luckily, I was. And, you know, it was an industrial developer that does truck uh, and terminals and logistics and fleet maintenance type of stuff. They were out of uh, Chicago and they came into Atlanta and we demolished uh, half of this trucking terminal that needed to be rid. And uh, they were about to leave. We were we were done with the transaction. It was a fine job. You know, they wired the money and they said, thank you, Chris. And I extended my hand. And then I looked over at their building and I said, you know what, Tom, there's something wrong about that building. You know, it's it's sagging. You're gonna need a structural engineer. Somebody's got to shore that up before your tenant comes in. And they said, "Well, do you know somebody?" And I said, "Well, as a matter of fact, I do." And so, you know, uh, I became a resource on that day, and I'd been networking very heavily for two or three years to know who that exact structural engineer was going to be. That turned into who is your your roofer in Atlanta, because these guys weren't local. So I became their guy, and it eventually built enough trust and permission. To say, look, I need to meet more folks like you. Can you introduce me to more of your industrial pals? And uh, that's where I really started uh, getting my feet wet with all these industrial uh, people in the in the industry that were developing and acquiring and owning facilities and things like that. So, uh, got, you can't, you, you know, you have to be able to ask for help and be comfortable with that.
0: Yeah, and I, that's I think where we kind of frip up a lot of times
1: because you know we're. Well, big
0: construction workers and just really get the job done. But sometimes you just need to say, "Hey, I need some help with this," or like, "How can I help?" Or, "Hey, yeah. do I can? Is there anything I can do?" To I know this project went amazing. What would have took it to the next level when you're working with these high leveraged networks where you're you're building these relationships? Is like, what's that next step? What's that, the, what's that 13 star review as Brian Chesky from Airbnb would say, like, what is that? How do we deliver that? So then the next time they don't, the phone only rings for you.
1: Yeah. You don't want to be the only person, you know, you want to be able to have a team and folks that uh, can share a bit of the, the weightlifting. Cause then, you know, you don't really have a business or a network or anything if it's just you, you know? And, uh, <laughs> that makes you much more, more valuable, especially when it comes to people that are funding deals, they know it's not just one equity partner, um, you know, it's it's a multitude of different limited partners, general partners, you know, institutional lenders, and without the team sport and a mitigation of risk, you know, not, nothing gets done. Nobody should be taking on the entire weight of, of a project, you know, or, you know, hey, that particular trade held up the entire job. It's sometimes it's true but, um, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. especially right now where capital is, you know, it seems like there's a lot of it and it seems like there's not, it's just an ebb and flow to it. You want to be around the people that are writing the checks.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, that's a big thing right now. Like you said, there's a lot of naysayers and people that really don't understand the market or they just have a certain perspective on it. But the people who, you know, I speak with, they're, they're pretty excited for the, um, ability for the savvy investments maybe if it, it let's just say it's not even new development of commercial properties or residential but there's a wonderful opportunity for folks who've been holding on to some money and want to grab properties that will be coming uh, available and there are certain uses for them that will be granted zoning and all sorts of different plays that uh, the creative folks have been wanting to do for a long time but the numbers didn't make sense in this sort of overinflated market so um you know, corrections happen. Good markets happen. Uh, people just have to be prepared for that, you know? Awesome. And
0: that's why you want to be in the room with them. That's why you created yes. the room for people to be in. I love it, man. Uh, it, yeah. it has been fantastic having you on the show today. If anybody wanted to connect with you, reach out to you, learn about what you guys do
1: or come to an event, where's the best places
0: for them to find you?
1: Yeah, so we have a great website where you can see all of our chapters. You can reach out to the chapter you want to speak with. Our website is www.contractorsclosersconnections.com. Contractorsclosersconnections.com. CCC wasn't available. (laughs) Awesome, Chris. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Y'all take care.
0: All right, construction champions, another fire episode where we went over networking and what does it take to be highly connected in your city. You know, what I learned was that contractors can network, builders can network. We just have to get out of our comfort zone and go do it because it will create not just an influx of deals, but it will create the relationships. that lead to the deals and jobs that you want. Think about that. Is that where you create a relationship with people and they understand what you do at a level that you understand it. So when their projects come up that you're perfect for, they're gonna reach out to you. So not only are you building relationships, you're building your ideal project relationship as well. And then you just start getting a funnel of that coming in. That's all networking, that's all it is. And here we are on another episode where LinkedIn comes up. I'm telling you, if you're not on LinkedIn as a contractor, a builder, a home service provider, you're missing the boat. Nowadays, the the trades dominate LinkedIn. I don't think people think of it, but we really do. Episode after episode of Construction Champions, it has been set on here. Get on LinkedIn. I'm going to say it again get on LinkedIn. If you're not, look in the mirror and really ask yourself, why are you not on LinkedIn? So construction champions, make sure you go out, you check out all of our partners on our website and in the show notes. They're here to support the show and keep us rocking and rolling so we can be the champions we were meant to be.